Hello and welcome to Arcanum Obscura. I'm Nathaniel. I'm Chris. How are you doing since last time we recorded, Chris? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 20 minutes ago? Mm-hmm. Sore. <laughs> Already? Yes. I've been sitting like this for like That's true. Hours. You did get up and go put your back brace on <laughs> and then come back. So, I, I guess, yeah. And I took six ibuprofen. Did you? Yes. Why six? Because it doesn't do anything. Ah, uh, yes. We got to go up to eight soon. <laughs> Have you ever heard of microdosing? Would you like to microdose with me, Kevin? What? Microdosing? It was like, it, for some reason, microdosing got really big, like, the end of last year, and I have no idea why. I don't even know what it is. Microdosing is essentially, like, dosing uh, such a small amount that it keeps you somewhat high throughout the whole day. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I believe. I could be wrong about that. It's a proper that. way to drink, too. Yeah? Drink Just keep your buzz. buzz. Yes. And then keep it? Yep. What do you mean to get blacked out drunk? We used to have parties and my cousin would come over and be passed out in 10 minutes. Nice. And we'd be partying all night. <laughs> He's just on the couch, like, out of it. I just. What's the point? What's the point of coming all the way here just to get passed out drunk in, like, 10 minutes? I ask myself that every time I go to any kind of party, which isn't often, mind you. I think the last party I went to was about two years ago. And they never invited you again. Exactly. <laughs> they learned their lesson. Has nothing to do with the pandemic whatsoever. <laughs> nope. Oh, oh boy. So, it's been 20 minutes since we recorded our last episode. It's been one week since you looked at me, <laughs> cocked your head to the side, said I'm crazy. I like those guys. Those guys are pretty cool. They make some good music. Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, okay. Yep. They're pretty okay. good. Okay. You ready for a really fucked up story? No, <laughs> but here we are. This is a very, I keep finding the really fucked up stories. And then you go, this would be a great podcast episode. And then you come to me right before we record. Hey, this one's going to be kind of fucked up and yeah, dark is, and like. This uh, is very, this is a very <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Chris, if it's so fucked up, why are you doing it? Because I didn't know it was so fucked up before I started it. Chris, going. <laughs> if it's so fucked up, why are you doing it? Because if we don't do it, people forget about these people. You know what? That's a very valid point, Chris. And I just want to say this right now. I'll be making a lot of jokes. I know you will. Because you have no heart. How dare you? <laughs> I care about myself. No, I don't. That's a lie. I'm sorry. I stabbed you in the chest once and there's no blood coming out. <laughs> you weren't supposed to tell people that. <laughs> How dare you? This is only going to add to the rumor of me being a vampire. <laughs> I got that one, too. So yeah. We... It, we live very similar but very different lives at times. Yes, I'm straight. I, too, am straight. Not straight. <laughs> How dare you? But we've both gotten the vampire nickname, which is funny and odd. Uh, we both paint our nails for different reasons. You're gay. I'm not. <laughs> what was, were you want to show me the video? What video? I think, yeah, it was you last week. What video? And the guy's like... Why do you paint your nails? Are you trying to make a statement? Yes, like, yes. My dick's bigger than yours. Yeah, it's like, what do you? Why do you paint your nails? What kind of state? What, what statement are you making with painting your nails? And it's just a video from. I'm gonna fuck up the name. It's it's not corn. It's fuck fuck. It's system of the down where he goes. My dick is bigger than yours. Yes, yes. That's the reason why I paint my nails. I've actually had to explain myself multiple times to people why I paint I my nails. I never had to. Really? People just didn't give a fuck? No. What's that they like? Just avoid me out of fear, I think. 
No, but my fr- like my, I don't want to say friends, acquaintances will usually ask people that tolerate you. People that are subject mostly to tolerate my, you. Yeah, um, they'll often ask like, "Why do you not paint in your public?" Name? Exactly. You want to hang out? N- no. Dark room again? Okay. <laughs> Fine. Hey, can you put this bag over your head? <laughs> I was about to say that. What if I get some food? Put the bag on. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> you put the bag on, and we all put on our anti-nate helmets. What is an anti-nate helmet? <laughs> Explain it to me. This, this is the anti-nate helmet. Explain it to the audience. What is the anti-nate helmet? We had a little soundproof barrier for the microphone we used to use, and it looks like if you turn it upside down, it looks like a helmet. Yeah. So I put it on so I can't hear you. It's a trash can with foam. It in is. It. It That's is. it. It's a like a little uh, one of those little like three gallon ones or whatever where we cut it in like half. A, like a uh, like office trash can. Well, I was gonna buy like plexiglass and heat it and bend it so we had like a curved wall. Mm-hmm. To put the soundproofing on. And my father's like, you can just get a three dollar trash can, cut it down the middle, and do the same thing. Yep. I'm like, oh yeah, you could, because in the case of the microphone, it's in pictures. Is it? Yeah. Well, that's the anti-Nate helmet. Yes, I just flip it upside down, put it on, and I can't hear him. I wish I could do that. My brain never shuts up. Yeah. <sighs> Unless Go I take Adderall. Go sit in Adderall. the quietest room in the world. No, thank you. <laughs> Actually, fuck that. I don't want to hear my blood. I think I could do it for an hour. I think I could do it for a little while. There's something like a million dollars if you could last an hour. I think I could do an hour. Yeah. I've dealt with the voices in my head for 40 years. I can. <laughs> I can do another hour. Blood rushing through my ear should be no problem. Yes, exactly. Blood often rushes. The blood through my rushing body. through my ears will actually drown out the voices. So it'll, <laughs> it'll be like peaceful. <laughs> so what are we talking about today, Christopher? The case of Sylvia Likens. That's a cool last name. That's all I'm going to add to that statement. <laughs> yeah, that, you might. As well I'm hoping I pronounce it on. right, but that's Likens. What it looks like. How's it spelled? L i k e n s. Lichens, I would say lichens, like, but it's not spelled like lycanthropy, which is unfortunate. No, which is with a Y, lichen. Okay, so I'm sure some listeners already know about the case because it was in a movie, or movie based on it called The Girl Next Door. It's. I've watched a movie called that. <laughs> it ended in a very different way. I'm sure it did. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a story of silvery. Sylvia Marie Likens. Dude, this Sylvia is not cool. was you born. Stop mocking me. On January third, nineteen forty-nine, and passed away at the age of sixteen, on October twenty-sixth, nineteen sixty-five. So, a little history on her. Her parents were carnies. You did history. Yes. Oh my a little god. Bit, a little bit. Her, just for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I love history. I care. Wow. <laughs> No, you know. <laughs> Her parents were carnies. They would travel around Indiana frequenting carnivals to sell concessions, like beer, soda, things like that. Um, I like concessions. Hot dogs. She was born. Funnel cakes. She was born between two sets of fraternal twins. So in total, they had five children. How many twins have you ever met in your life? A that, few. A few? Yeah. I think I could, can only think of like three. That's a few. That is a few. 
I wasn't saying it was less or more than yours. I was mainly. No, but you were like acting like you were surprised that I met a few, and I thought you were gonna come out with like I've only seen like met like one. No, I, I I'm just well, you've lived longer than I have, so I figured you'd know more than I have. No. No. Yeah. I went to school with a couple. Um. Literally, two sets of twins in my school. <laughs> uh, in my graduating class of like thirty people. I've been on a date with one. They're identical though; they weren't fraternal. The ones in my school were too. Okay. And so, I, uh, wait, so... I, go ahead. Do you think the other one tried for a second date? Just like the, to, it, it sucked for the first one? She's like, you can have him. He won't even know the difference. I don't even... Okay, I wouldn't <laughs> even consider it a date. We just hung out. He's like, he won't even know the difference. He doesn't know we're twins. How dare you? I know exactly. One of them is slightly taller than the other. <laughs> then they're not identical. They are identical. Because they look exactly the same. One is just... a. Like millimeter taller than the other. <laughs> I think it is actually. Did like they tease an the other inch. one? No, I don't think they realized. So, uh, it. Two of mine they would tease the other one because one was born like three minutes earlier. Yes, I, I do know that. That that's they've done that before. Um, they're like slut. Like they 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 look the same. They're like sluts. What? No, they are good Christian girls. I'll have you know. You've tried. <laughs> I have not. I thought they were good Christian girls. No, they just told you that. Specifically me though, just to get, like, get, get me away. Yeah, yeah. It's not the first time. It won't be the last. They just keep a Bible in their purse. It's like anti-Nate. I'm not anti-religion. <laughs> I I don't see the Holy Bible and screech while it burns. Pull me. out the Bible. Get thee away, homosexual. <laughs> and you start burning like a vampire. Sight of the Bible. Oh my God. Anyways, enough about me. She okay. was born in between two fraternal twins. Yes. So two sets. she had a younger brother and sister and an older brother and sister. Um, uh -huh. Her younger sister, Jenny, she had she was born of polio. So uh -huh. she had like one weak leg. I actually wrote it in later because I forgot to mention it in the beginning. Ah, uh, I see. But let me get them with my weak leg. Sorry. Folks. So when her parents would go travel for their carny job. They would a lot of times bring their sons with them to help have them help with the work. Yep. But they wouldn't bring their daughters. Yep. Because they wanted their daughters to go to school, get an education, and they were also like, they don't want anything bad to happen to them mm -hmm. in like the carny circuit, I guess. Uh, it says that um, Sylvia was like, like a really nice person. I'm trying to think of a better way to word it, but I couldn't. She would uh. <laughs> She would spend her time like earning free uh, extra cash. Right. She would go to neighbors' houses, do laundry, things like that, and then she would give her mother like some of the cash to help out with bills. Right. But it was supposed to. Her mother didn't care. It was for her. Right. She still wanted to help. You know. Uh huh. She would also like. She was like like really. Passive, I guess is a good word for it. Unless sure. someone was giving her sister shit. I gotcha. So then she would come out defending her sister. She would also like bring her sister to the skating rink. And hold her hand the whole time because she had the one bad leg, so they could mm. still skate and everything. So it kind of shows out the type of character she was. So, on July, this is when the, the story starts. So on July third, nineteen sixty-five, her mother was arrested for shoplifting. And with five kids and not financially stable, and also due to his career traveling the carnival circuit, her father made a deal 
with the mother of two girls Sylvia and her sister Jenny had become friends with in school. The deal was that their mother, Gertrude, would take them in and, in her words, raise them as her own until his return. <clears throat> and in return, her father would send $20 a week for essentially boarding fees. What year was this? 1965. Okay, so $20 a week is actually an okay amount of money. Yeah. And that would help with the boarding, like pay for food and stuff like yeah, that, yeah. whatever they needed. Um, when I first mur- moved in the... Murfed. When, I when first you first Murfed, moved, move, move. I am becoming you. Holy shit. I, I know. It's wild. <laughs> hey, you can't take this illiteracy from me. That's <laughs> my thing. When I first, now you're seeing it from the other side. <laughs> welcome to the All around the good me side are familiar faces. When I first Murfed. <laughs> <laughs> How can I not get this word out? When I first moved in the Gertrude's home. Not much happened. I'm like looking ahead as I'm reading, so I'm catching Gertrude. And, and you make fun of me when I do it. Sylvia would uh, listen to music with her friends and even help out around the house with housework. Her and Jenny would also attend the Sunday school with their friends, who were Gertrude's daughters. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. After two weeks, the payments her father had agreed to send started becoming inconsistent, and Gertrude started to take it out on the girls. Now... By inconsistent, I mean they arrived a day or two late. That's it? Yep. But Gertrude started venting on the girls due to the lateness. She would take a paddle and spank them on their bare skin and make comments about taking care of two little bitches for nothing. Another time she had beaten them for eating too much food at a church supper. So basically it was like anything. She would just snap at anything. That's weird. So she would like hurt and, you know, like... And it wasn't even like her food. It was like church. Yeah, it's church. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. Um, after a short time, though, the abuse became primarily focused on Sylvia. Right. Uh, one reason that was mentioned as to why the focus went to Sylvia was Gertrude was possibly jealous of her looks and possible potential she had in her uh, life. Mm-hmm. Like she could go somewhere. Do things. Yeah. And Gertrude had like bunch of kids what's not her fucking fault. yeah i know it's not sylvia's fault. stop being a whore no i'm kidding <laughs> that, that kind of comes up i'm saying gertrude i know but it comes up the other direction oh it's fun i went the mic picked up my stomach rumbling i heard that <laughs> i thought that was outside so it, it kind of seems like she just wanted anything to abuse them for you know an excuse yeah anything um one occasion that supports that sylvia was being Jesus Christ. Murph. Oh, no. I know what I'm talking about. I got in the wrong topic now in my head. I was thinking the jealousy thing. Are you okay? No, I'm not. I don't know what's going on. Stroke? What do you (laughs) smell right now? Piss. (laughs) (laughs) One occasion that supports that she would punish him for basically anything was she accused Sylvia of stealing candy, which she had actually purchased. But she punished her for it. Why is it... I, I know. This is, it's dumb to try to logic this situation. Logic crazy? What? Trying to put logic to crazy? Yes, yes. Um, but, like, logically, it's like, what does it matter? If she had stolen it at this point, like, would, well, why is you beating Gertrude her? Gertrude is a good Christian woman. Ah, yes, I see. 
And as any good Christian woman, just beats the shit out of anybody that doesn't follow the rules. Yep. So in the beginning, the, uh, the abuse was um, like beatings, like with a paddle, mm-hmm. uh, starvation. Oh, nice. Forcing her to eat spoiled leftovers or spoiled oh. food from the garbage. The fuck? It just gets, I don't think it gets okay. so bad. If I was to go back in time and anybody tried this shit with me, I'd be like, dude, fuck you. I'll kill myself, coward. Um, another time she was attacked and abused also supports the idea that Gertrude was jealous because uh, Sylvia had claimed she had a boyfriend that she had met when her family lived in California. Gertrude asked her if she had ever done anything with a boy. Sylvia wasn't sure what she meant and said, I guess. But she wasn't really sure what she meant. Right. Because at this point, is she, what, 15 or 16? 16. Okay. So what she, so she started saying the stuff she had done with the boys. It was like she had gone skating with them. Once she went to a park on a beach with them. She also mentioned once to Gertrude's daughter that she had laid under a blanket with her boyfriend. Cuddly. Yeah. So um, Gertrude questioned her as to why she had done that. Sylvia told her she didn't really know. That's pretty much it. I don't she didn't know. know. I, <laughs> just, I was under a blanket with my boyfriend. So we're going to jump forward a couple <coughs> days. <coughs> Gertrude, uh, <coughs> so, sorry. <coughs> I'm joking on something. There's <coughs> something stuck in my throat. I'm fine now. We've got to put in a trach. Do it, coward. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll just unscrew the back and pull the Yeah, yeah, that's how that works. That's exactly how it works. There's no ink or anything in that tube. So we're going to jump forward several days. So keep that in mind. This is several days. Yep. Gertrude brings it up again. What a fucking bitch. She's so, she didn't just bring it up. She started pointing out that Sylvia was getting big in the stomach. I wish I could. And that it looks like time. she's pregnant. Because, mm-hmm. you know, she laid under a blanket with a boy. <coughs> but this shows that she was... Now I'm choking at something. <laughs> <coughs> oh God! There's spores in the air. You're being the corrupted. last of us. But it shows that she's like focusing on Sylvia's like almost like sexuality at this yeah, point. Yeah. Which there wasn't any. Hypersexualization but, uh, of nothing. Yeah. So Sylvia thought she was joking and said, "It sure does. Like, look, look, she's getting big in the stomach, and that she should go on a diet." And. Again, she, you know, like I said, they, she thought they were joking, and Gertrude obviously wasn't. She told the girls that whenever they did something with a boy, they would get pregnant. Mm, holding hands. That's it. That's how it happens. Pregnant. Kissing. Pregnant. And then she kicks Sylvia See, in the genitals. Is, oh, fucking yikes. This is why I don't, I don't, I don't touch women. I don't want to get pregnant. Now, one of her daughters, the, uh, one of the ones that Sylvia and her sister Jenny had befriended, mm-hmm. jumped in on the abuse. She um she was three months pregnant <clears throat> in high school. Who was? Her the daughter. daughter, yes. But she's calling Sylvia. Yeah. You yeah. slut. So she uh she actually ran over, knocked Sylvia out of the chair to the floor and told her she's not fit to sit in a chair. It's fucked up. The pregnant girl. The pregnant girl hit the other yeah. girl who they yeah. were no, saying but was pregnant. Yeah, yeah. The one they're teasing and making fun of for being basically what would the term have been back then? I, uh, what do you mean? I, I don't know. I don't want to say slut, but a harlot. Yeah, yeah, something along those lines. But they're accusing her of it while her daughter is actually three months pregnant. Yeah, I mean, 
It's fine for you to do it. You just, other people can't do it. Yeah. Um, another time she was abused was during dinner. Gertrude, the pregnant daughter Paula, <clears throat> and a neighbor named Randy force-fed Sylvia a hot dog overloaded with condiments and spices, which made her throw up, which they then forced her to eat. I I told you. It, no, I, I don't like these stories. Like, I, we should definitely talk about these stories. They're very important. I just, it's really hard to sit through them a lot of the time because I'm like... Want to stab Gertrude already? Uh, yeah, yeah, I would. You're going to want to fucking throw her in a wood chipper by the end of this thing. And, and, Put her back together and throw her in again. It, it's just frustrating to listen to these kind of stories and hear about them. It's like, I can't do anything, but I so wish I could. Run her over with a steamroller at a millimeter an hour. Yeah. I, like, I hate this. Go on. One time, Sylvia attempted to fight back by spreading a rumor that Gertrude's daughters were prostitutes. Nice. Her daughters, Paula and Stephanie. A boy had come up to Stephanie and propositioned her <laughs> because of the comments. This is how they found out. Stephanie confronted her at home, and Sylvia admitted she had started the rumor and was promptly punched in the face. She apologized while crying, and it said St- uh, Stephanie also started crying as well. Damn it. Like she kind of maybe she felt bad for doing it, for yeah. punching her. Stephanie's boyfriend heard the rumor but wasn't as gentle. He began slapping Sylvia and slamming her head into a wall before throwing her to the floor where Gertrude got out a paddle and started paddling her again. Mm-hmm. This is literally like this whole story. Is just... It's just going to be nonstop? Yes. You can be brief about these types of things, by the way. This is pretty brief compared to what i read oh, okay another time when paula attacked sylvia she was trying to disfigure her by punching her in the mouth and eyes with such ferocity she broke her own wrist remind me when we get back to punch your mama in the mouth and when she returned with a cast she beat sylvia more with the cast this is the daughter paula you think you would Maybe learn Around this time, she started to call Sylvia a prostitute and also would force Sylvia's sister, Jenny, to beat on her as well. And if she didn't, she'd be beaten. It's very um, cultish. Yeah. Oh, it gets very... It does get very cultish? Great. Yeah, it just it gets progresses worse and worse. <clears throat> What's better than abusive family and a cult? Now, abusive some family. neighborhood children conspire with Gertrude and are allowed to come over and beat her. It says she was beaten... Burned with lit cigarettes in excess of a hundred times, her genitals were severely injured in the beatings, and one time Gertrude forced her to strip naked in front of all the teenagers and masturbate with a glass Pepsi bottle. And Gertrude was quoted as saying, this was to show Jenny what type of a girl her sister was. By forcing her to do it? Yes. This is the type of girl your sister is, what, a prisoner? Yeah. A, 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 A victim? A victim? I mean... Um, yeah, cool. Now, the father sent money to help out, mm-hmm. but none of it actually went to the girls. So Sylvia was forced to steal a school gym outfit, you know, for gym, obviously, from school because Gertrude had refused to buy her clothing. And for that, Gertrude refused to let her go to school any longer Oh, and beat her with a three-inch wide leather belt, then began ranting about the evils of premarital sex. And uh, yes. kicking Sylvia in the genitals again. Ah, uh, yes. 
They mentioned the it was like evils a, of premarital sex. A police belt? Right. We talked about this. Yeah. At one so, point. like, three inches wide. Um, her sister ran to her aid, which didn't help. <clears throat> it doesn't say, like... Excuse me. If Gertrude had started to hit Jenny or not for trying to help her sister. It does say that she then proceeded to burn Sylvia's fingertips with matches. They began whipping over the belt again. It, It's... It's really weird punishments. It's torture. It's not even yeah, punishments. Yeah, it is torture. But, like, who comes up with these ideas? That's the thing. Crazy-ass people just want to hurt someone? Yeah. It's like, I'm going to burn your fingertips with matches. What? Yeah. What? That's weird. Um, I mean, the whole story is based upon, like, we're going to be talking about, like, a lot of weird and fucked up things. But it's just we- it Weird. Now, very strange. Jenny does get whipped with the belt as well because she stole. This what? Is, this is. She stole one of those things that you shouldn't laugh about. Oh God! She stole one shoe. Because <laughs> she had one good foot. Oh no! But she needed new shoes, so she stole one she stole tennis shoe from school. One shoe. Whipped with the belt. A singular shoe. That's what I'm saying. It's one of those things you shouldn't laugh <laughs> you shouldn't at. Shouldn't laugh but... at it, but so um <laughs> due to the ongoing abuse the sisters God, were suffering, they were obviously fearful of Gertrude to the point they were afraid to tell anyone. What happened to the older members. sister? Cause there's she has two sisters. Yeah, but only these the two middle ones. So what happened the, to the... the middle and the younger one? She they don't really say, but I think she's married. Okay. Because they do run into her later in the story. Okay. It's actually about here, right about here. Oh. Hey, look at that. Perfect timing. Hey, I'm very good at timing. So they were so fearful, though, they were afraid to even tell family members what was going on. Um, Jenny was even more afraid because she was told that if she told anyone that she would get the same treatment as Sylvia. Ugh. So she was seeing it happen, but it really wasn't happening to her yet. So she stayed quiet about it. So Sylvia was obviously afraid because she was being beaten. Sylvia, or Jenny, was afraid because she's seeing how bad the abuse is. Mm -hmm. Um, Sylvia and Jenny's parents would visit on occasion, and when they were like whenever they're in the area, the last time they were able to visit was on October fifth, and they said they didn't notice any physical signs of abuse, nor did the girls exhibit any signs that anything was going on. But the problem is Gertrude and her daughters were sitting right in the room. Ah. So, I don't know. They could have been afraid that, like, um, it would get worse. Or maybe they would do something to the parents. Right. Because, obviously, this bad shit fucking crazy. That's true. And she's going to take a teenage girl's fingers and burn them with matches. Kick her into genitals. And Sorry. I guess that's something, we don't, you know, one of those we will never know type deals. Yeah. Unfortunately. Why they didn't say anything or just run to their parents and say, get us out of here. Well, to their parent. Or the parents it... both at this time. Her mother's back out of jail. Then why didn't they go back with their parents? That's weird. They were still traveling. Right, but they were with their parents before this all happened. The only reason why they... Went no, to... but they were traveling along the East Coast. It wasn't near where they were living. Ah. Uh, but the father why, was again, traveling. just take the kids with you. They wouldn't take their daughters because they wanted them to stay in school. Oh, I see now. Yes. Yeah. The I'm sons just, would go with them. I'm just 
try to understand everything. Okay. So, so they didn't say anything to the parents. Nope. Uh, when the parents left, Gertrude was said to have looked at the girls and said, what are you going to do now, Sylvia, now that they're gone? <coughs> in between some of their parents' visits, the sisters had run into their older sister, Diana, in a park. At this time, they actually did confess to their sister what was going on. I don't know if they went into full detail or not, but they did tell her that they were being abused. Mm-hmm. And... Sylvia was receiving the worst of it. Diana thought they were exaggerating what was happening, but she also didn't know where they were staying. That's weird. Yeah, like the address or anything. <clears throat> so even if she had wanted to, there was no way she could you know, like go and check on them, see if it was true or not. On another occasion while in the park, they again ran into their sister Sylvia. This time it was Gertrude's younger daughter, or friend of her sister Diana. This time it was Gertrude's younger daughter and Sylvia who ran into her. Jenny wasn't there. Yep. Sylvia went up to her sister and told her, you know, they were talking. She asked her how she was doing. She said she was hungry. Diana gave her a sandwich. And when they got home, uh, Gertrude's daughter told Gertrude about it. And she accused her of gluttony. And then she choked and beat her. And her older uh, daughter. Fuck, I am fucking up really bad right now. Yeah. You want me to read it? No. Dead silence. Just I'm done. Just, I'm We're just done. scanning it to try and Podcast get ahead of over. myself. Boom. So Here she got accused of gluttony. Yes. Accused of gluttony. For a fucking, for one sandwich. For having too. a sandwich. Yeah. Just one sandwich. When they're kind of starving here. I should just read it the way I wrote it. Usually I paraphrase myself after yeah. I. Yeah. <laughs> when he returned to Gertrude's house, her daughter Marie told her about Sylvia eating and they accused her of gluttony. Then she was choked and beaten by Gertrude and her older daughter before being thrown into a scalding hot bath to cleanse her of her sins. It's implied she fainted multiple times while in the bathtub and Gertrude would grab her by the hair and smash her head against the bathtub to wake her back up. Ah, yes. Head trauma. Yes. You're unconscious. Let me smash your head to wake you up. So, um, it's just very fucked up situation. Extremely fucked up situation. Also... Like, there's a couple occasions. See, this is why, like, I'm generally not a huge fan of, like, Child Protective Services. Because I've seen, like, a lot of really shitty things that they have done to, like, parents. Child Protective Service. But I'm really glad these kind of um, programs exist. Because of this exact thing. Is like, you don't ever want to have a child who's being beaten and horribly... Go on. Go on. There were a couple times where people could have helped. Right. And they didn't. Okay. But that's why I kind of like the idea Well, not of... even their parents. No, I know. Okay. I, I like the idea of a government agency that their whole job is to like find this kind of stuff and stuff. Well, it. something like that does happen. It does happen even to this day. No, I mean... Oh, in this story? Yeah. I know. I know there has been situations where... Uh, child Protective Services have seen a thing and they're like, ah, it's fine. Well, which there's is a whole, shitty. There's a whole Netflix series thing about it. About, uh, I can't think of the name of it, but it was fucking awful. I mean, it happens to this day. Like the little boy is abused and forced to eat dirty cat litter and shit like that. Yeah. Until he's eventually killed. And it was the first time, I believe, ever that the 
CPS workers were brought up on charges because they just you kept overlooking be. everything. You should be. And then when they would go and they would ask how the kid was doing, they wouldn't like check on the kid. They would just talk to the parents. I hate that. See, you needed if you're gonna do if that you gotta talk to the kids system, away from the parents. Yeah, if this system is supposed to work, you have to have. A, you have to do your job. Yeah, you, you have can't to talk just... to the kid in a safe place. For one, you can't just talk to the parents and say, "Oh, you're not hitting them." Okay. Yeah. But there's also cases where they do save the kids. I know, and I have seen a lot of cases where they have saved kids from abusive parents and all that, which I think is great. And it's just really sad to see it happen. Even today it happens, unfortunately, where somebody's being abused and nobody's doing anything about it. Yeah. It's well, not as common, but it is. it does happen. At this point, there's like two chances for help, and then there's one later on as well. Okay. So one incident Don't occurred. give me hope, because I know how this ends. Is sad. One incident occurred when a neighborhood boy's father had called the school to report that a girl was living in the Banazuski, that's their last name, by the way, house, and was covered in open sores. He called anonymously, probably right. from the scalding water and mm-hmm. everything, everything else. A school nurse was sent to check on Sylvia because she had not been in school for several days. Gertrude told her she didn't know where Sylvia was because she had run off, that she was a bad influence on her children oh, yes. and on her sister Jenny, and that the sores were due to her bad personal hygiene. The school never followed up on it again. So that's the first one. I like to hope that if I ever am presented with a situation to where like, something like this is happening, and I'm trying to figure out what's going on, that I wouldn't just be like, oh, okay, and then leave. Though I don't know. I just hope. I don't know. There was that incident that girl crying on the side of the road at like five in the morning and I was going to work. She was an adult, but yes. But still. Yeah, no. But that, that's the thing. And then all these, when I pulled over to talk to her to see if she was okay, all these other cars sped away that were coming towards, towards her. Yeah. It's like, what it's were weird. you going to do? It's weird. <laughs> so, uh, Gertrude's neighbors had come over on a couple occasions. This one will piss you off. A lot of things do at this point. <laughs> um... The two neighbors would come over. They, uh, when they first saw the girls moving, they thought Gertrude would be a great caregiver for the girls. And they had visited the house twice and noticed that Sylvia had a black eye on both occasions. They also saw Paula beating on Sylvia right in front of them. The fuck? And they said that Sylvia was just kind of meek and in a zombie-like state. Ah, uh, yes. Nothing is going on here. So Paula also, oh no, Paula also, aside from openly abusing her, was bragging about the abuse in front of them. And they didn't tell anybody. It ain't shit to kick somebody in the chest. Yeah, well, she was also bragging about all of the abuse, not just. No, I'm saying, like, I would kick that girl in the chest. Oh, okay. I would kick Paula in the chest. And Gertrude, multiple times. Yeah, uh, repetitively. Maybe break a few sternums. Who knows? It's all right. They you deserve know. it. Now, at one point, their sister Diana did find out that they were living with... I can't remember their last name. You just said it. I know, but it's a weird last name. The Benazuskis. Benazuskis. So now she found out they were living at the Benazuskis' house. And she knew where that was. So she went over there to see to check on her sisters. And the claims that they had told her, obviously, in the park. Gertrude told her that she received permission from their parents to not let family members in to see them. What? Hey, and made her leave her yard. If somebody ever said, oh, I have permission to say no to you. From your parents. 
Nah. To not see your sister. I'm an adult. I'm going to see my siblings. Or I will rain hell upon this place. So she ended up kicking her out of the yard. Around two weeks later, she ran into Jenny again and quickly asked her about what was going on and, of course, about Sylvia. Jenny told her that she couldn't tell her anything or she would get into trouble. That red flags. Yep. Red flags. This is also in the 60s, though. Yeah. Still, but still. Uh, yeah. The 60s weren't that long ago. That's true. Three people old. Three people old. <laughs> I know somebody who was in the, like, alive as an adult oh. in the 60s. Okay, not an adult. My dad was alive in the 60s. My coworker, he was in the army. He left the army in 69. So, like, he, he lived through the 60s. Yeah. I don't think he would do it. That would have been, like, I mean, seriously, like, I can't tell you or I'll get in trouble. Yeah, right? And your really? parents told me that I have permission to not let you see your sisters. That's that's basically saying, I know your dad come with me type of shit. It's like, nah, I don't, I'm not quite sure I believe that. Okay, so the abuse keeps getting worse. I'm an adult. I know what I'm talking about. And more frequent. Oh, fun. The abuse had gotten so bad, it got to the point that Sylvia could no longer control her bodily functions. I'm thinking probably the abuse mixed with the lack of food and water, the malnutrition, yep. was affecting her body. As Obviously, the, the physical abuse definitely is, but the malnutrition will do the same type of shit to you, you know? That's still physical abuse. Yeah. Um, Gertrude then decided, once Sylvia became incontinent, that Sylvia was on the uh, was no longer allowed to use the bathroom, hmm. and forced her to wet herself, and then she punished her for doing it. It's fucked up. Now she's just making shit up yeah. happen to punish her. Um, the punishment for this was being thrown into the basement and tied up. That's fucked up. More often than not, she was naked as well. On some occasions, she was tied to a railing with her feet barely touching the ground. That is actual torture. Yep. And as before, she was really fed or given water. Uh, Gertrude would try and get the other kids to abuse Sylvia more and more by lying and stating Sylvia was saying things that she wasn't. She even grabbed a knife at one point, threatening Sylvia, like with the knife, and daring mm -hmm. her to fight back. And this is kind of sad. All Sylvia could say was that she didn't even know how to fight. So she wouldn't even know how to defend herself. Right. And she was abused again. <laughs> Fun things. I, you know you bring me the best stories, Chris. You really do. I like to send you home on a good note. <laughs> ah, yes. A good note. I'm looking for something. So, it keeps weird. getting... Like, I keep saying it keeps getting worse and worse, but it, it fucking keeps getting worse and worse. Just assume it's always worse. And this one is really fucked up. Gertrude would charge neighborhood, neighborhood children five cents apiece to come in and see Sylvia tied and naked in the basement and allow them to humiliate and abuse her as well. So they were like, they were allowed to like burn her, right. her mutilator, you know, obviously the uh, emotional trauma. She's tied up naked at that age. It's okay. Okay, so this is one of the baffling parts to me, and I, I don't know if I'll just. I don't think I can just understand this whatsoever. Who pays to beat somebody? These kids? I, I know, but, like, I've never in my life thought, 
I would love to just beat the shit out of somebody. Just, you know, pay a few dollars here and, like, just... On somebody who's done nothing. Yep. It's I mean, she got beat once for having a sandwich. I... Look, we already it's know that fucking... one person is a terrible person, but the sa- but it, it's not just the one person that's the issue. It's the fact yeah, the that the kids community, are willing to pay to beat. Them. Yeah, the community is like kind of paying to beat this girl. It's yeah. baffling. Human race. Oh, yeah, that's true. We've done a lot of shitty things. Um, it did say that there were times when the abuse would stop. Oh, cool. When their favorite TV shows were on. Ah. You know, got to watch your MacGyver. Well, this is the 60s, so it would be like nope. MASH. Time for, uh, yeah, MASH probably. MASH, yeah. <laughs> Mama's Family's on. We're going to stop the uh, beatings for mm, 30 minutes. What's another really big 60s show? Um, Happy Days? Happy Days. What's one uh, where, where it's a bunch of kids and two, uh, fuck. The they live rascals? In a, no, they live in a boathouse. Oh, Little House on the Prairie. Not a boathouse. <laughs> Little House on the Prairie. Very different. <laughs> Very... They live in a boathouse. It's called Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> yeah. No, different. Never mind. Um, Did you ever see Little House on the Delta? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, fuck. What's another one? Yours, mine, and ours? I don't know that one. Was that a movie? That might have been a movie. I know there was a, a TV show where it's like... Um, it was two separate families. Or not families, but adults who had multiple kids. They're no longer married. They got married to each other, and now they have like twelve kids. The Brady Bunch. Yeah, that's it. I love that show. When I, I was couldn't little. remember that the fucking name. Though. Oh, was that was not when I was a kid. Oh, really? Was like the forties. I could. You weren't born in the forties. <laughs> oh shit. You said like the forties. No, that was when I was a kid. I could have sworn the Brady Bunch was older than that. No. The Brady Bunch. Let's see. 69. Really? 1969? So I was watching reruns. Yep. Well, they wouldn't have been watching it. Unless it's a, it had five seasons. No, they wouldn't have been watching it. But, um, yeah, five seasons. First season was 1969. Hey. I didn't know I was watching reruns. Hey. Yeah, my whole childhood's a lie. Uh, oh, shit. There's another old one that I, I, I've i watched and I liked it. Um, MASH? Andy Griffin. I didn't like that one. You didn't like I the like Andy Mash. Griffin show? I used to watch MASH all the time. I haven't watched MASH. Oh, you gotta watch it. Cleaner's yeah. hilarious. Uh, He's the Andy a cross-dresser. Griffin. He keeps wearing a dress to get thrown out of the army and he won't throw him out. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, the Andy Griffin show was pretty good. Uh, anyways, back to I used to, to the... love the old uh, Superman. I didn't realize they made a TV show. Yeah, that makes sense. Back to the terrible story. Yeah, I we've One. this has been the oasis in the desert of terribleness. Yeah, we made a few good jo- basically uh, few good points and like we talk about good shows and now it's back to the terribleness. So, um, one time Gertrude and her twelve-year-old son took feces and urine from her one-year-old's diaper and rubbed it into Sylvia's mouth. They, uh, I think, at this point, they also gave her like half a cup of water and said that's all she's getting for the day. Oh, you know. After they put that in her mouth. <sighs> the, uh, they would also frequently tie her up and put her in a scalding hot bath again, but this time they would start rubbing salt into the wounds. Oh, you know. Just cute things. Let's take that metaphor and just really do it. Yeah, literal salt of the wounds. Yep. 
Gertrude eventually allowed Sylvia to sleep upstairs again. Uh, Sylvia, like, almost immediately begged her sister to sneak her a cup of water. Oh. She didn't have any, you know? But at this point, she's probably completely, like, indoctrinated to, like, not even help her. Well, yeah, because, well, not even that. She had the incontinence, and she wasn't used to having water. No, I'm saying, I'm saying the, no, I know, the but sister what, oh, yeah, would not the sister. help. Yeah, no, she did. Okay. She got her a cup of water. But having, like I just said a second ago, not having much in the way of water, mm-hmm. and with the incontinence, she ended up wetting the bed. And as punishment, she was again forced to strip naked and do the bottle thing. I'm not going to get into detail again. And she was thrown in the basement again. Fun. I keep saying fun, but like heavily sarcastically. So Gertrude, at one point, while Sylvia was, I believe, in the basement, screamed for Sylvia to come to the kitchen. And of course, she did as she was told. Gertrude ordered her to strip naked told her that, quote, you have branded my daughters, now I'm going to brand you. What? She then held her down and with a hot needle carved, well, started to carve, I am a prostitute and proud of it into her abdomen. What? Yeah. Gertrude, though, was unable to finish the branding, so she had a neighborhood boy finish it while she took Jenny to the store. It's like a, a... I can finish my chores later, but we gotta go to the store quick. Oh, damn. You know, it's... It's it's grocery shopping time. Yeah. After he had finished, and apparently, like, when Dad got arrested, he said it was, like, light scratching is not a branding, but there's pictures of it. He said it was light scratching, not branding? Like, he said it was only light scratches they were doing with the needle. Ah, uh, yes. But light scratching with a... Fucking pictures of very it. Very hot piece of metal. Yeah. Yes. Light um, scratches. I Go on. I hope this fucking bitch got severe, like, sentences for this. Go on, though. Keep reading the story. We'll so find after they had finished carving what the mother said into her abdomen, they brought her to the basement and they heated up an anchor bolt. I'm not really sure what that is. It's just a bolt. To try and brand the letter S beneath her left breast. But they had to bolt the wrong way, and they basically scarred her with a number three. Which I, I don't know what the anchor bolt looks like, so I don't... I it's don't just a bolt with a hook on the end of it. Okay. I believe so. I'll look while you read. So this became, now, the scar, like the branding. Another way Gertrude could emotionally abuse her. She would taunt Sylvia, saying how, with the carving, she'd never be able to get married, and what would she do now? And Sylvia would just quietly reply that there was nothing she could do. Later that same day, she was forced to display the branding to the neighborhood children, and Gertrude proclaimed that she had received them at a sex party. How would you get an S or a 3 out of that? I, I don't know. There's a bunch of different kind of anchor bolts. Maybe they were trying to turn it? Yeah. Two. There's a bunch of different kind of anchor oh, okay. bolts. So, I don't know. There's a few different kind of anchor. I'm assuming the more rounded one. Anyways. She received them at a sex party. Yep. Because uh, that's that, how that works. <clears throat> later that night, after this last round of humiliation and abuse, Sylvia was with her sister. You know what? We're going to take a break. <laughs> before uh-huh, we get to this uh-huh, part. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you know. 
We will be back momentarily. We will give you a momentarily silence to you can contemplate uh, and switch off the podcast. Dear Nate's DM, you can make fun of our commercial in this moment. Oh yes, of peace. Yes, I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> All right, we'll be back in a moment. Okay, we're back to the horrible. Sorry. Welcome back to Mrs. Mr. Bones' wild ride. Yeah. Because it that is. sounds like a porn. It's not. It is actually something? Mr. Bones' wild ride? Yeah. You never heard that term? No. It's just when it's a bad time. Oh, yeah, this is definitely a bad time. So later that night after this last round of humiliation and abuse, Sylvia was with her sister and she said, Jenny, I know you don't want me to die, but I'm going to die, I can tell. Fuck. So this and her final words are probably one of the saddest fucking things I've ever heard. Um, The next morning, Gertrude woke Sylvia up and forced her to write a letter which she was hoping would mislead her parents. And of course, Gertrude told her what to write. The letter blamed anonymous boys for what was happening, that she had agreed to have sex with them and that they had then abused and mutilated her afterwards. And she, uh, when she was finished writing the letter, Gertrude had planned to have her blindfolded and abandoned in a nearby wooded area known as Jimmy's Forest. Before the plan commenced, she was again tied to the railing in the basement and offered crackers to eat. She refused and said, give it to the dog, I don't want it. Gertrude forced him into her mouth before her and her son beat her again. And they said it was primarily focused on her stomach. Ah, yes. For the digestion. On October, imagine how hard it would be to eat crackers if you've been severely dehydrated for like days. Yes. On October 25th, Sylvia attempted to escape in her weakened state. She overheard Gertrude and her son talking about their plans to get rid of her. And she attempted to make it to the front door and escape. But due to her condition and malnutrition, she wasn't able to. Gertrude caught her before she could get off the property. Gertrude brought her back in and gave her some toast. Due to her severe dehydration, she was unable to eat it. And Gertrude shoved it into her mouth, then grabbed the curtain rod and repeatedly struck Sylvia in the face till the rod was bent and broken. One of the boys then grabbed the curtain rod and struck her in the head again, knocking her unconscious. Gertrude brought her to the basement again. That evening, when Sylvia had regained consciousness, she tried to escape again by banging a spade against the basement stone wall and screaming for help. A neighbor heard it. Ah, cool. It's the same dickhead from earlier. She heard the noise, the commotion, the screaming... And it stopped around 3 a.m., so she, just, she decided she didn't need to call the police. Oh, it's fine. There's no one. There's yeah. nothing going on here. And it she stopped. could tell it was coming from that house. Yeah. It stopped. It's fine. Yep, so she didn't do anything. On the morning of October 26th, Sylvia could barely move. Well, she couldn't move, and she was unable to speak. Um, I shouldn't say she couldn't move. She could move, but her she couldn't control her limbs. Right. So she was kind of shaky and stuff. Gertrude dragged her to the kitchen and propped her against the wall. She then gave her a glass of milk and a donut. 
it's almost like she didn't realize that beating and starving someone might kill him, and now she's trying to bring her back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, You're at the it, brink. Here, have glass and milk and donut. She's starting to realize now there might be a consequence for her actions yeah. and realize that she might actually die from all this abuse and violence. Yep. Um, Sylvia was una unable to lift the glass of milk to her lips, so Gertrude got pissed and threw her to the floor, then brought her back to the basement. A short while later, she started to become delirious. She couldn't talk. She could only moan and mumble. Paula tried ordering her to recite the alphabet. She could barely manage to get through the first four letters. And she couldn't lift her. Like, she couldn't even, like, she was too weak to even push herself up off the floor anymore. Mm -hmm. Paula decided the best method to get her to talk was to threaten to, it actually said, long jump on her. I'm guessing the fuck run across the room and jump, jump with all on her force. That's weird. Ah, uh, yes, the beatings haven't been working. Let's try more beating. Then she'll talk. That's it's so fucking stupid. I, I, yeah. Like I'm not again. You're tr we're trying to logic crazy and s disgusting people, but it it still baffles me to hear the crazy ass shit that they did. So Sylvia in her condition obviously who had already lost some control of her bodily functions now kind of lost the rest of them and she soiled herself mm -hmm. gertrude ordered her to clean herself up you know a girl who can't even lift herself up can't move has to clean herself up that afternoon most of her the people who tortured her were at the house you know the neighborhood kids and stuff with shaky movements sylvia tried pointing at them and identifying them by name and she like Pointed at one and kind of said his name. Then she pointed at Gertrude and she was trying to say her name, but couldn't. And Gertrude got pissed off about that, screaming, you know who I am. She was given a rotten pear to eat, but was unable to eat that, stating that she could feel how loose her teeth were. Her sister reminded her that she had lost a tooth when she was little, like that Sylvia had lost her front tooth yeah, when she was little, yeah. and then went off to do work for neighbors to try and earn some spending money. Which seemed very fucking odd to me. Yeah. But like I said here, like... I, I think at this I'm point... I'm trying to figure it out. Like, girl. I suppose maybe that by this point it had become such a common occurrence that Jenny had either disassociated herself... It sounds like she just disassociated. Or she was unable to help and couldn't bear being there. Yeah. Because she knew she couldn't do shit about it. One of the neighbor boys attempted to wash her by spraying her with a hose and laughing the whole time. Sylvia tried her best to get up and escape again. She got towards the basement steps when Gertrude stomped on her head. Around 6 p.m., one of the tormentors came over and went to the basement. He wasn't there yet, so he came over. Mm -hmm. He slipped on the water, fell down, and basically landed right in front of um, Stephanie, who was cradling Sylvia. What? Who's Stephanie? That was the one that, um, when she found out that Sylvia called her a prostitute, she punched her in the face oh, and okay. started crying. Yes. So it almost seemed like she had some remorse. Yep. So she's cradling basically the emaciated, beaten, tortured Sylvia, and she's crying. Um, she had actually been ordered to clean her up by her mother. Stephanie and one of the, one of the boys, I'm assuming the same boy, decided to get Sylvia a warm bath and get her cleaned up. 
They dressed her in new clothes. They laid her on a mattress upstairs. Um, this is the horrible part. Ah, uh, yes. This Sylvia is the horrible part. muttered her final words before succumbing to the injuries and abuse. She simply said she wished her daddy was there and that Stephanie would take her home. Stephanie looked at her youngest sister and said, oh, she'll be all right. Stephanie then realized that she was no longer breathing, attempted to do mouth-to-mouth, while Gertrude screamed that she was faking her death. Yes. Her heart stops. She's merely faking it. It's okay. And then Gertrude, in true Gertrude fashion, starts to beat her with a book, screaming that she's a faker, before panicking and having one of the boys call the police. When the police arrived, she led them to Sylvia and handed them the letter she had forced her to write. She also told the police that she was trying to help her and clean her wounds with, like, rubbing alcohol or whatever. I think she actually said rubbing alcohol, which would fucking hurt. Yeah. Um, but it's an antiseptic. Yeah. Just a very painful one. Yes. Uh, that she, she said that Sylvia had run away earlier with several teenage boys, you know, the story she made up, mm-hmm. and that she returned bare-breasted clutching the note. So she went out to have sex with boys who beat and mutilated her. Then wrote Then she wrote it. a note in the forest. With nothing. Then came in. Yeah. Yeah. She wrote the note with what? She had nothing. How did she write the note? Yeah. It's... Also, who does that? Who gets beaten and then goes, ah, let me write a note. I know. Let me write a note about what just happened. Yeah. But not, not talk about the four people that actually did it. Where is my journal? Yeah. Like, if, if I would have wrote, like, saying I was beaten by four people, I'd be like, and these are the four people who did it. Yeah. Um, <sighs> now, the daughter, Paula, while holding a Bible, stated that Sylvia was basically meant to die and told Jenny that if she wanted to live with them, they would treat her like a sister. Jenny told police the account Gertrude had instructed her to say before whispering to them that if they got her out of there, she would tell them everything. So she probably sees the police yep. as the authority figure as opposed to not being able to tell her parents. Yep. You know? Jenny's formal statement got Gertrude, Paula, Stephanie, and John Jr. arrested. John Jr. was Gertrude's son who participated in the abuse. Mm-hmm. Two of the neighbor boys, Coy Hubbard and Richard Hobbs, were also arrested. Gertrude initially denied everything, of course, but on October 27th, she confessed to knowing the kids had abused Sylvia. Oh. So she threw the kids under the bus. Right. And the neighbor kids. Oh, I knew they to save did herself. it. And I didn't yeah. do anything about it. I don't know if that makes you more or less now, culpable. Paula, not showing any remorse, signed a statement admitting everything she had done. Fuck. By October 29th, five other neighborhood kids were arrested for the abuse as well. Michael Monroe, Randy Lepper, Darlene McGuire, Judy Duke, and Anna Sisko. Uh, you know... I kept mentioning kids, neighbor kids, neighbor kids. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Because, well, because the story is more about Sylvia, not the little shitheads. Yeah. Um, during her autopsy, they noticed an excess of over 150 wounds across her entire body. Now, we didn't do it at the beginning of this one. Usually these stories, we give a little trigger warning. Yeah. But I'm giving another one now. Uh, if Even that, though we forgot one earlier? If that doesn't trigger you, be ready. No, because this part's a bit graphic. Okay. More so than just staying she was abused. This goes over the injuries. She had burns, 
severe bruising, muscle and nerve damage. Her vaginal cavity was almost swollen completely shut. All of her fingernails were broken backwards. Most of her external layers of skin on her face, breasts, neck, and right knee had peeled or receded. And in the throes of death, she had bitten through her lips, partially severing them from her face. Yikes. Yeah. Um, there was something else earlier I forgot to mention. Oh, the pol- uh, I don't know if it was the police or the coroner who said it, but they believe that the incontinence was caused by all the blows she took to the abdomen and the kidneys. And right. So the official cause of death was subdural hematoma from a hit to her temple. So she bled in her brain. But everything else done to her was considered to be a contributing factor. Right. Like she could have survived if she wasn't in such a weakened state. Yeah. And probably at the point of wanting to give up anyway. Yeah. It's also noted that um, rigor mortis had set in by the time the police arrived at the body, which led them to believe that she had laid there for up to eight hours before they were called. And he also noted that she had recently been bathed, possibly after death, which may have sped up the rigor mortis. So they might have bathed her again afterwards. That's weird. More than 100 people attended her funeral. Uh, There's a 14-car procession that drove to the cemetery. Her headstone is inscribed with simply our darling daughter. 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 Okay, so after all that, you're probably wondering, well, what happened to the assholes who did it? No. You were already asking. No. After 17 days of trial, the jury deliberated for eight hours. Gertrude was found guilty of first-degree murder, recommended to be sentenced to life in prison. Good. Paula was found guilty of second-degree murder. Hobbs, Hubbard, and John Jr. were found guilty of manslaughter. On the 25th of May, Gertrude and Paula were officially sentenced to life. Hobbs, Coy, and John Jr. were sentenced to 2 to 21 years, which is It better be upper. A weird stretch. In September of 1970, the Indiana Supreme Court reversed the convictions of Gertrude and Paula. Fuck them. Because the presiding judge had denied motions for a change of venue in separate trials. Fuck them. They were retried. Paula (sighs) pled guilty to voluntary manslaughter and got 2 to 21 years instead of life. She tried to escape from prison twice. Okay, keep in mind. What a fucking This is in 1970 they got retried. Yeah. She was convicted of life. Yep. She pled guilty to, what did I just say? Second degree. Voluntary manslaughter. Yep. And got two to 21 years. And she tries to escape twice. Then she's released in 1972. So, first degree murder, voluntary manslaughter, tries to escape prison twice, does two years. Yeah. Gertrude was still found guilty and sentenced to life. The life sentence ended in parole in 1985. Oh, you know, life. Yeah, life. You know, life. After her parole, she changed her name and moved and never accepted full responsibility for what happened and just said she was unable to recall what happened. Oh, I'm unable to recall. I cannot remember. So I'm going to quote. The very last thing is going to be a quote from the site that I got most of this shit from. Um, 
The torture and murder of Sylvia Likens is widely regarded by Indiana citizens as the worst crime ever committed in their state and has been described by a senior investigator in the Indianapolis Police Department as the most sadistic case he had ever investigated in the 35 years he served with Indianapolis police. Fuck. And, yeah. you know, one life sentence becomes two years. Even trying to escape from prison should have gotten her more than yeah. two years. Usually they... You know, they'll tack shit on for... Well, that's the thing, though. I mean, women get less life, uh, less prison sentences. You mean if I was a woman, I could go do murders? We've I seen could it do, do crimes? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you'll still have consequences, just not as severe as men. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. And let's see, it was in 70. Gertrude got out in 85. So 15 years? So 15 years, yeah. Not, not they give her a new name on the website. Do they really? Yes. Oh, fuck. I purposely left it off. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. That's smart, because I want to know it now. <laughs> it's on there. I, it says what she legally changed her name to and where she moved. She's dead now. I'm positive. Oh, I don't know if she is. If not, she's like 80, if not 90. You can be an 80-year-old. <laughs> I can. Will I? I will neither confirm nor deny on I this mean, podcast. I, you just got to push the wheelchair towards the stairs and stop quick no <laughs> that'd be too easy for the shit this person did yeah Ugh. yeah I always find the fucked up cases yeah that one was fucking one of the hardest ones I had to read through see like I every find... time I get to a new paragraph I'm like it can't get fuck I can't get fuck yeah I find happy and interesting ones you're like nah I'm gonna fuck your life up today <sighs> that's my goal I did skinwalkers, and you're like, yeah, check this bitch out. Ever since my life was ruined from the never-ending story, <laughs> my goal in life is to make everybody else sad, too. Uh-huh. Why did the horse have to drown in the swamp Don't of start with me. No, we're not talking about the never-ending story. <laughs> Come on, that no. movie fucking gave everybody no. depression. Yeah, I know. That's why we're not talking I mean, about it. I mean, the horse literally dies of depression. We're not talking about it. I don't need more we shit do not to talk add about Kofax. I think that's the horse's name, wasn't it? No. I thought it was... Um, Treyu? That was the boy. I think it was a Treyu. Was it a Treyu? I, thought I was thinking was... a Treyu, but then I thought the boy was a Treyu for some reason. I haven't seen it in a while. I made a list here. Watch it. I, why would you do that? You're a bad father. <laughs> hey, you want to be mentally scarred? Here you go. Um, I'm going to look, actually. The horse's name. Name was from Neverending Story. Atrax, you're right. Atrax. I said Kofax. Oh, <laughs> it's not, close. It's not a Treyu, but it is Atrax. And the boy was a Treyu then, right? Uh, I don't know. But. Do you remember the rumor that the horse actually died in the film? No, I never heard that. Really? That was a big rumor. Like, a huge rumor. Like, when that movie came out, everyone was like... Because everyone said the horse actually died because what happened was they had a system that would actually lower the horse into the water into the, and then it yeah. broke. And then it, and then it broke and it got stuck there forever and it actually died. That was a theory, that was a story that everyone spread around to make it even sadder. Didn't happen. The horse seemed like never ending story with a midget hanging himself in the back. But so you mean wasn't. Wizard of Oz? Wizard of Oz. What did I say? Never ending story? Yeah. Um, um, yes. Uh, Milo and Otis, though, cats did die. I don't know what that one is. It's a 
It's a movie about a little like pug puppy and a cat that go on an adventure. Oh. And there's a scene where I believe the, I believe it's the cat. Yeah, the cat's in a bucket or a box in the water, and the dog's trying to run along the shore trying to save the cat. Mm-hmm. Well, the box just kept sinking and the kittens kept drowning, so they just kept doing the scene over and over and over. Ah, uh, yes. Hollywood. Yes. Um, but the horse didn't die. In get another ranch. yellow tabby. <laughs> Gotta get the shot right. <laughs> Um, yellow tiger, I believe it was. But if you were wondering, yeah, in Neverending Story, Atrax, the, ho- the, per- the horse that played Atrax didn't actually die. It lived several years afterwards. So, Mr. Ed, there's a 60s show. What? Mr. Ed. What about it? That's the one, the one of those old shows that we were trying to think of old shows. Oh, okay. Mr. Ed. Yeah. Uh, what about... Uh, you know Mr. Ed, right? The talking I- horse. Yes. Horse is a horse, of course, of course, and no one can talk to a horse, of course, unless, of course, the horse, of course, is the famous Mr. Red. Nice. Uh, what about that's the Adams show. Family? That was a good show. Or Adams Family Value. The Munsters. I think that was a very was. progressive show. Yeah. Lily Munster was a riveter. I don't know what that is. She worked putting up iron beams for buildings. Ah, ah I see. You know, Rosie the Riveter. No. The famous. Nope. American symbol? I'm not American. <laughs> it was during the war time they had, uh, the women were taking up the men's jobs because the men were all in war. Yep. Yeah. So Rosie the Rivers was a famous thing. And they actually is that found the, out. Is that the like. Um, they actually found out that the, the one poster they, that they're showing. Yes. Okay, I know what you're and talking about. She has the bandana tied I had no idea yeah, that's where. Rosie the Riveter. I and do they, know the story though. They recently found out that the, only like a couple of years ago. That some lady was getting all the credit for being Rosie the Riveter. Yes, and I heard about that. It was a different lady, yeah. but she didn't care. She's like, it's the symbol that matters. Yeah, I, I did actually hear about that. Which was but they actually found out who really was Rosie the Riveter, which is hilarious because that just goes to show you like how awesome that person was. Yeah, she's like, I don't give a shit. It's not the point. Yep. I was like, yeah. See, now this is the real reason why it should be the actual icon of this, is because you, it's not about the the the, um. Notoriety, but yeah, and the monsters. Uh, Lee Monster was a riveter or a welder. Cause she'd always have like the visor. I gotcha. <laughs> Did you ever see that show? No. Oh, it's funny because uh, you got Herman Munster who's Frankenstein. Okay. You got Lily, who I believe was supposed to be yeah a vampire. Is this the one? The grandfather. I think this a is the. Sh- I think I've seen uh, a, a snippet of that show. The son was a werewolf. Um, where. Frankenstein was talking to the daughter about like it doesn't matter who you yes. are, big, small. That's the, that's the show. It had yeah, yeah. good values in it. Yeah. And, stuff. and the one daughter, I believe it's their daughter, was like supposed to be like this really gorgeous blonde, but mm-hmm. she always felt ugly because she didn't fit in with the family because <laughs> they're like all monsters, and she's yeah. like just just a girl, petite blonde girl. Yeah. Who was the young daughter then? That was her, I believe. She wasn't blonde. No, he was talking to the son. I thought he was talking to the daughter because I'm pretty sure... I don't know. I could have swore he was talking to the daughter. No. She looked like Wednesday Adams. That's the only reason why I remember that part. No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, also... You're right because the, the son had the widow's peak. Here. Yes. yes he was I a know. werewolf. I remember. Yes. Like the, the I grandfather remember grandfather and the mother were vampires. Um, also, did you ever see My Cousin Vinny? I know the name. I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, because the guy who plays the judge is Herman Munster. Ha. Huh. Interesting. Anyways, I hope you have... I don't want to say 
enjoyed that episode, but I hope this episode has been somewhat entertaining and informational. I um, wouldn't even think it would be entertaining. It's just fucked yeah. up. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I, but, you, you can say entertaining in not a positive way. That's true. Because, I mean, when we worked together, we were listening to this, this kind of stuff nonstop. True. Like, did you hear this one? You got to go to this, this yeah. podcast and listen to this episode. Um, but, I mean, we've talked about this before. One of the reasons why we do cover these kind of stories, even though they're, they're, they're kind of dark and messed up and it's, it's sad, is because if we don't talk about it and we don't acknowledge these Well, kind if of, everyone doesn't. Yes, not specifically us. us. We're not the pioneers in this, but and let it fade to like obscurity, pointless. Not just pointless. Suffering was pointless. They need to be remembered for who they were, even though something shitty that happened. I know. I was thinking about it because it actually has the coordinates to her grave. Where Where did she die, or where did she live? I should say. Is it Indiana? I think it's okay, Indiana. But I was like, shit, if I'm ever up that way, I'm going to stop there. Yeah. Now I kind of want to take a trip and visit. Because it actually gives, like, a link to the coordinates. Can you send me it? Yeah. I don't want to put it out there on the... You can easily look it up, but I want to make the information accessible. I'm going to put some of the pictures up. Okay. That show the writing on her stomach. Okay. Normally, I don't put up pictures, but this doesn't show the dead body, per se. It just shows the stomach. Okay. So. That's fine. I mean, I don't know why I'm telling you. It's fine. It's your your Instagram. Well, it's our podcast. Yeah. But I, I'm i not going to make a call f- for something like that. That's up to you. But I think that, because it doesn't show everything, so I think it'd be good to show right. the extent. I think it's just important for us to cover these kind of things, because if we don't and everybody just forgets about it, then I don't want to say they had a pointless life, but... They suffer even more for yeah. it. So, what's that saying? The second death. The being forgotten is dying again. Yeah. 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 One of them calls it the second death. You die, then when they, the last time you your have name two is spoken is it? Yeah. Second death. I know the quote is like you. Everyone experiences two deaths in their lives. One where their physical body yeah, is dead. Yeah. One last time your name is said. And one when or your when memory you is forgotten. When the person who last remembered you dies. Yeah. That's the same thing. Yeah. The way I read it was differently. It, so. It's worded differently, but it's the same thing. Um, okay, we're going to scrub our brains with bleach. I'm going to go, I don't know what, do something and fucking forget all of this. What was her name? Sylvia Likens. Sylvia Likens. Anyways, if you want to reach us on our uh, social medias or our emails, I don't know why I'm doing it. You should have done it this time. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine, but I'll just do it. Uh, our email is arcanumobscuracast at gmail.com. Our Twitter is at arcanumobscura, and our Instagram is arcanumobscurapodcast. Uh, remember to follow, review, like, uh, leave comment, share us. And, and as we've mentioned in, I think, the last episode that we recorded, not necessarily in the order, it's going to be posted that we did have a comment correcting us, and we don't have a problem with that. Yeah, if we, we ever don't get mind anything wrong, if we ever get anything wrong, which we probably get a lot of things wrong, feel free to send us a message or email us and tell us what we got wrong and how how we can improve. But yep. Anyways, I hope you have a great day and goodbye. Goodbye.